Welcome to the Life as a Coder podcast series, brought to you by your friends at Ozark Coding Alliance, LLC. Discussing your life as a medical coder, offering coding tips and advice for coding students and professionals. Join Hello, us every and Monday. to the Life as a Coder podcast series. My name is Jennifer McNamara, and our program today is brought to you from your friends at Ozark Coding Alliance, LLC. And our goal is to bring you timely industry topics in the field of health information management, as well as tips for work-life balance. And if you're a first-time listener, we thank you for joining today. And if you like what you hear, we would love for you to hit that subscribe button or follow us wherever you get your podcasts. We are found on Podbean, Apple, iHeartRadio, and many other downloadable platforms. Our disclaimer is always that our podcasts are not to be taken as legal or professional advice. Uh, They are based on our years of experience in the coding and billing industry, and we want to share with you what we've learned and why we love this industry. Well, we're in the month of May, aren't we? Today is Monday, May 10th, and this is our compliance month. As you well know, we started that last week. Uh, May Mania is our, our month of May, and so we've chosen compliance as our topic of the month. So today, our topic is Be Compliance Plan Savvy. We know how important compliance plans are uh, for those of us that have been in the field for for so long since compliance has been a deal for us. uh, And many people out there, surprisingly, uh, these new practices may not be aware that it's actually a requirement for certain um, insurance companies that you participate with. They require you to have a compliance program. Medicare, of course, is the is the main one, Um, according to the America, the Affordable Care Act, um, the ACA. Physicians and group practices are required to have a compliance program if they enroll in Medicare. And many other commercial payers, of course, are following suit with that and are also making that a condition as well. And so fraud enforcement is increasing. Many practices are not employing these compliance plans. Um, they're getting in trouble. Uh, and when they're audited or they, they get whistleblowed on, right, um, things happen, improper conduct is reported, it becomes a problem. So we really want to make sure that new practices are successful. Uh, we know that many of you established practices, hopefully you already have one in place, but if you don't or you need some you know, things tweaked, maybe this is a good episode for you because you can kind of reinforce in your mind why we need it and how to simplify it for our employees. Uh, so the Affordable Care Act has developed um, seven core elements to make your compliance program effective. And you can find this on most websites that talk about compliance. Um, you know, many organizations know these seven elements and have um, them on their websites. I, I do have the uh, OIG information in my show notes, which I'll be talking about briefly here. Um, but I wanted to always say that that's my go-to and should be most people's go-to information for compliance, the Office of Inspector General. Um, so the first step, of course, is you need to establish your policies and procedures. Um, you need Everyone needs to know that they have policies and procedures in place. We all need structure in our lives. So when we have structure, we have policies in place, it helps us um, know what's expected of us. And we, of course, um, they always want us to have some person, right, a designated person, a compliance officer that is adopted for that facility or clinic who's responsible to monitor those efforts and, if needed, to enforce them. Now, um, whenever they do, they should have a way to report situations. So maybe the individual has to make a complaint of some kind um, regarding a compliance item, and they don't want to be afraid of retaliation. So that's built into 
the elements here of an effective compliance program. They shouldn't feel fearful to speak up if something's wrong. Now, um, next, we want to talk about education because it is a part of an effective compliance program to have that annual training. Annual training is so important uh, for all levels of employees. And then, of course, we've heard the word auditing, right? What's auditing? Auditing is, of course, going behind and making sure something that has been done, followed through, checking the work, basically, of, of someone or an entity. So uh, when you're doing that ongoing auditing, you're monitoring that to see how effective your program is, you're going to identify issues, right, potentially. So then you need to know, okay, after I identify those issues, what do I need to do with that? So you're going to look at the policies and you're going to see, do I have a policy that tells me if I do anticipate these issues or if I see someone not complying with the measures that have been put in place, um, what do I do? What's the policy on this? Is there a policy? First of all, there should be. And then when you see these policies not being followed, what is your enforcement policy? to um, basically, um, you know, talk to that employee and make sure that they understand what could happen to them. What's, what's going to happen, disciplinary action, right, if they fail to comply? And then when you identify those vulnerabilities, uh, what's your action plan? Number seven is really important. Is there a corrective action plan in response to any violations that um, an employee or several employees have uh, made, right? So these are just, this, of course, the seven core elements, really important, right? Really important information that we need to know um, to identify these vulnerabilities so we can have a successful one. By doing this, we will minimize so many errors, whether it's a billing error, um, we can reduce getting audited, right, uh, by outside agencies. Um, it can increase our claim payments. It can reduce fraud and abuse, so we have a culture, we have an environment that is welcoming uh, for success, whether it's our patients feel comfortable there, they know that we are, um, you know, being compliant with government laws, we're protecting their information. They know their claims are getting paid correctly, and they know that um, we're submitting their information, um, you know, correctly, and we're protecting their information. Providers feel their employees are well taken care of and that they can trust them, right? Who doesn't want to work for an employer who they can trust? And vice versa, who doesn't want to have employees that they feel are ethical, honest people? And so we trust that our employers are honest and they, of course, trust that we're honest. And that creates a compliance, effective community to work in uh, and everything works great, right? So I love education, as you can tell by my podcast series. And so I like to share uh, where I get my information. So of course, OIG is my go-to, as I mentioned, oig.hhs.gov. Definitely search for their compliance resource portal. Not only is that where you're going to find webinars, they have a podcast, there's so many things that you can listen to and watch there. But of course, they provide you what I mentioned before, the PowerPoint slides, education materials for you that you can use to establish your compliance program. They make it so easy that there is no reason, right, that you can't do this yourself. You can't have someone in your office designated for this. Now, if you do decide to go to an outside company that has more resources, that's wonderful. Some practices just don't have the time and they would rather pay somebody 
outside source, um, you know, to do that. Just make sure, of course, that you have that, you know, contract in place that you agree with what they're going to do for you, that, that they, what they're doing for you falls in line with an effective compliance program as outlined um, by the legal entities that have put that in place. Uh, so just make sure that happens. Um, and so uh, the OIG has this information and we have put it in our, in our show notes. We want to make sure that everybody understands uh, that why it's so important and make sure that your employees understand that it's really to protect everybody. We don't want to make it complicated. It doesn't need to be complicated, right? Um, who wants to follow a policy that is, is complicated? And today, what we're just doing just briefly talking today is we're just giving you some ov- overview of what you can do, uh, but it's up to you. It is up to you and your practice, your physician, your practice manager, whoever's in charge to come together and realize the importance of this. It's about being compliant, being ethical, being honest. Uh, And we do have to comply with the government when we are, of course, billing a government agency. Uh, Providers have to understand what what is involved uh, with doing so. And uh, if you're a coding student, uh, I know, like I mentioned before, compliance is on almost every coding exam. So it's important for you as well. If you're not working in the office yet, you do need to know uh, the elements of a compliance plan. You need to understand. But I like to break it down really simple because sometimes uh, these legal words can get in our head and we can be like, okay, how do I explain that? How am I going to remember this? So number one, have the policies. Number two, have a compliance officer, someone in charge. Number three, make it so your employees uh, have a culture of no fear and they don't have a fear of retaliation. Uh, Make that online education or in-person education annual. Uh, Make sure you have annual training. And do you have someone who is going to go back now and audit and look at why uh, we have this compliance program, what we're doing, and is it effective? If you see issues, um, those who fail to comply, do you have standards to enforce uh, these policies? And if they do fail to comply, uh, what are the requirements for those, um, those disciplinary measures that you're going to follow through with? And then, of course, uh, what is the corrective action? So we have our policies. We have a way to retaliate, to, uh, to report without retaliation. We have someone auditing, we have policies on non-compliance and enforcing that corrective action. All of these things, when you get down to it, it all makes sense, right? It makes perfect sense when you strip away all the legal jargon, right? And you understand all of these elements, it really makes it so much easier to follow through with it when you understand why. And, you know, I like to say, if you're an ethical person, compliance will make sense to you. If you're an honest person, you won't have a problem with being a compliant um, employee and understanding compliance because it's important to you. It's important to you to be an honest individual uh, in society and your family and your job. Everywhere you go, you want to be an honest person. So compliance really shouldn't be an issue for you, right? So it's always our goal here, as I mentioned at the Life as a Coder podcast series, to inspire, to educate. And I always say knowledge is power. The knowledge you gain today makes you powerful tomorrow. So I really hope that the knowledge that I shared today with compliance is helpful for you. Uh, We didn't spend a whole lot of time because it's really simple, right? Uh, There's a lot of information out there, but we want to simplify things for our practices, not get overwhelmed. So get yourself a checklist. They're out there. 
If you need a checklist, um, I can provide you with one. Uh, I'm going to put a, a nice little handy checklist in the show notes that you can download. Very helpful. Uh, one that I like to use. And uh, if you have any questions, please reach out to us. And our uh, future podcast series this month, of course, we have Angel Kendall. Um, She is our uh, other educator at Ozark Coding Alliance. And she's going to talk to us on Wednesdays this month and in our future about life as a coding instructor. So if you're a coding instructor and you need tips on education or if you're a student and you just want to hear what we have to say, uh, jump on on Wednesdays and listen to us about uh, how to effectively understand portions of your coding exams and how to understand those concepts. We really want to reach out and, and help as many as we can with our podcast. So we thank you. And of course, a special shout out to our our sponsors, Ozark Coding Alliance, LLC, and our podcast producer, Gabriel Fast with Highland Productions. Gabe always makes us sound so great and we really appreciate his efforts. So thank you very much. And until next time. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Life as a Coder podcast series brought to you by your friends at Ozark Coding Alliance, LLC. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate that effort. It helps us share the show with other coders, students, and professionals just like you. Come back every Monday for a new episode. We'll catch you then. Project Resume can make your medical coding dreams come true. From resumes to interview skills to navigating a successful career, Project Resume has the advice you need from coders you can trust. See all that we have to offer at projectresume.net. Be sure to reference this podcast when you place your order.